بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات المعرفة وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين we continue our discussion about divine justice based on Ayatollah Mutahari's book. We reached the point where he uh, discusses two systems that all together make the system of creation, vertical or hierarchical, system and relations and horizontal. Nezam Tuli means hierarchical system. Nezam Ardi means horizontal system. If you know these two systems, then you can understand why certain things happened or have happened or are going to happen in particular time, particular space, particular context. We start first with Nizam Tuli, hierarchical system or vertical system. We mean by this the order that exists in giving existence, in bringing into existence, in creating things. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on the top, is the first coast or uncoast coast, and everything finally goes back to him. But because of his absolute perfection and his very high position, it's not that everything is directly connected to him. Okay? So, Ayatollah Mutahari says, highness of his essence, transcendence of God, requires that beings come from him but in an order, one after the other. First would be the highest, then the second highest, then the third highest, like this. Of course, when we say first highest, then second highest, then third highest, this is not necessarily in time. It can be at the same time, or it can be outside time. Because Ella and Ma'lul should exist together. If none of them has time, like Allah and Mujarradat who are created by Him, so they are not together in time, but they exist together. 
If it is something that has time, like us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are again together, but not in the sense that Allah is in this time. Or space-wise, He is with us, not in this space. But we are not hidden from Him, we are not separate from Him, we are not far from Him, we are not before Him or after Him. So, everything in this hierarchical system comes in different levels under Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then, Ayatollah Mutahari says, if you look at it from a Quranic perspective, this is a philosophical perspective, if you look at it from a Quranic perspective, you find that, for example, Quran talks about angels. Angels are creatures that Allah has given them some roles. For example, the Quran says, Al-Mudabbirat Amra. They manage and run different affairs in the world. Al-Muqsimat. They decide and divide things. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about Arsh, divine throne, about Kursi, chair, about Loh, tablet, about Qalam, pen. So when you read these concepts, you realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a system for running this world. You know, like a king, a king cannot run a, a world by himself. He has a system. He has prime minister, ministers, government, camp, you know, there is, you know, uh, for example, treasury. There are different things. But with the case, in the case of king, this is based on decisions and contracts and agreements and can change. In the case of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything is real and existential. But because we are familiar with these worldly relations, so we sometimes borrow these terms and concepts in order to understand a little bit how the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala works. Okay? So, we have a, a spiritual or divine establishment, divine system. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala runs this world with this system. He has his own agents who work under him. And in discussion about Aqa'id, we have said that lordship and creatorship are not separated from each other. Our lord cannot be except our creator. You cannot imagine that someone creates and someone else gives rest or guidance or sustains. They are all together. So, in this system, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on the top. Then we have, for example, angels, which are agents, and they implement his commands. 
the angels themselves have different positions and different tasks. We have archangels, we have, you know, lower angels. We have, for example, Mikael, who is responsible for rest. We have Israel, which is responsible for, is the angel of death. And each of them may have helpers. And the Quran says uh, about angels. وَمَا مِنَّا إِلَّا لَهُ مَقَامٌ مَعْلُومٌ There is none of us except he has a fixed position. We cannot say from tomorrow, for example, Jebrail becomes responsible for rezq and for example, Mikael takes his place. Or, you know, we give promotion or, you know, we... For example, take away his position from him. These positions are real and the differences are real and they are fixed. Ayatollah Mutahari says it is like numbers. In the same way that you cannot bring eight before seven or after, for example, nine, you cannot change the place of angels. And also you cannot change the place of other creatures. For example, you cannot make an insect higher than a human being. Or make an insect like an angel. Or make an angel like an insect. Insect has a fixed position. Human beings have a position. Of course, Human beings have a fixed position, but at the same time, they can somehow upgrade or degrade themselves. In the discussions about anthropology, we have said this, that because of free will, human beings can you know, rise or can descend. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that... He runs the world. He runs and manages affairs from sky to the earth. But also, he says, The angels also do this. Because it's existential relation. And whatever angels do can be attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or, for example, about taking life. Allahu yatawaffal anfusahina mawtaha. Or, qul yatawaffakum malakul mawt. Or, alladhi tawaffatu rasuluna. You can attribute to Allah or Israel or angels of death who work under him. Or, with respect to revelation, we can say, نَزَلَ بِهَا الرُّوحُ الْعَمِينَ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ نَزَلَ بِهَا الرُّوحُ الْعَمِينَ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ We can attribute it to, for example, Jibra'il or إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا عَلَيْكَ or إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا عَلَيْكَ Quran which means Allah is revealing. So it's a relation which is real, which is existential, and whatever those which are lower do can be attributed to those who are higher.
if there was no such a system, then it would have meant that anything can be cause of anything. So you could have attributed the action of something to something else. This is not possible. Everything is fixed and everything has its own rule. Then he says a common mistake is that people think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like human beings and they think decisions of Allah are like decisions of human beings. You know, one day, for example, a manager can come and changes positions of people. He says, you know, for example, this person who was just a simple employee, I make him my deputy. The deputy becomes, for example, a simple employee. These things can happen in our way of making decisions. But with respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's not like this. Allahu a'lamu haythu yaj'alu risalatah. But this is based on real differences. And this is why we say a'lamu haythu. He knows, but it's a matter of knowing the differences. Yeah? If it was arbitrary decision, we shouldn't have said Allahu a'lamu haythu yaj'alu. We should have said Allah decides. But it says, Allahu a'lamu haysu. It means there is a difference. Who knows that difference better? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He knows who is more qualified to become a messenger. There's one question I Can I take the end of? You see, uh, God can do good, fair, and he can, he can do well, could have done everything. Why is it to put angels to do this? Could have just said good and everything becomes. Yeah. yeah, but but he has a system. So when it comes to, for example, the creation of Jibra'il, he says, When it comes to the creation of a human being, which is Alamul Khal, we said, you know, there's Alamul Amr, Alamul Khal. When it comes to creation of a human being, he would not just say be. He would say be, but he would say be. After the material conditions are together. So he has a system. Yes. So he says, Ayatollah Mutahari says, we cannot change the position of creatures based on our, for example, decision or, you know, based on arbitrary, you know, decision. Like the position of numbers. Between beings of this world, there is a very essential and deep relation. And what Allah says about angels, He says this is true about all beings. Every being, for example, to be a cat, to be a, for example, horse, to be a human being, to be water, everything is fixed. It has a certain position, a certain degree of perfection. So, this is the hierarchical system. But also we have a horizontal system. This 
horizontal system is about the condition in which everything comes into existence, of course, at a certain position. So, how a human being comes to existence? For example, a child is born. You know, when we say born, this is not very accurate because a human being is not created at the time of birth. A human being is created when the soul is created. Yeah, but just uh, for the sake of making it simple, we say a human being is born. When a human being is born, there is a hierarchical system that has functioned and finally the last, the nearest, the closest cause has given existence to this child. But this
necessity and also from hierarchical but also horizontal. So, depending how much you know everything in this world, you would be able to see connections. Everything is connected. We are unaware. Yes. Because in the end of the time or end of the day, everything goes back to certain causes and then these causes go to less, you know, spread causes. It's like a, you know, pyramid. So when they are all going back to the same causal system, then with respect to each other, they become necessary. Become like ma'lulay illatan wahida. But it's so wide and so diverse that you think there is no relation between them. But it's one system, it's a relation. You know, imagine, for example, if a car has engine, maybe there are thousands of different parts inside the engine. Or, uh, for example, airplane, they have jet engines. There are lots of, you know, blades, compressor, many things inside. There are thousands or tens of thousands of smaller parts. But when this engine works, all of them are connected. Hmm. Yeah? And if there is a problem in one place, it can stop the whole system. Okay? Uh, I hope uh, this example helps you instead of confusing you. <laughs> but for example, It would be much nicer, for example, if this person was not created. For example, I don't want to mention any name, but if this person was not created. Not knowing that if we didn't want to have this person, then we shouldn't have, for example, many other things. For example, we shouldn't have his father and mother. Then it means that we shouldn't have, for example, his you know, grandparents. So, just to take one thing out, it means that we should not have had this world. You think it's one person. But if you want to stop this one person, the whole system can stop. Because this is, it's not that this person comes out of vacuum. This person is part of the system. And if you want to stop this person coming, you know, Little by little, you see, it's expanding, and it means that we have to stop from millions of years, many things, so that this person does not come into existence. Okay? So it's very difficult for us to imagine how this world is run. And with our little understanding and experience, you know, we complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, why this happened. Not knowing that there are trillions of things connected. 
so that this has happened. Of course, this doesn't mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is overwhelmed or you know is not able to do things. But you should know that he has a system and his wisdom would not let ad hoc decisions just because of me and you. For example, we are for example here having a picnic and we say you know for example oh Allah please send us a cloud for example it's too hot or please send us sun we want to have a sunshine you don't know what you are asking you think it's just you know a cloud coming or sun coming but you don't know if sun wants to come now billions of things have to change does it worse asking Allah too much? <laughs> so it's very simple because we don't know. Like for example, you know, if you say, for example, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, oh Allah, why you put our eye here? You could have put, you know, five centimeters, for example, below. Not knowing that it could have changed millions of you know uh, considerations and calculations yes the example you give if one specific person is ego and want to be there why his parent doesn't have to be there because they can have another child another person from the same parents or from grandparents or anybody yeah but the the, the parents wanted to have for example a child so if you don't want this child you should have the parents not have this child so it means that you have to change the mind of the parents for them to change their minds then you need for example to have a change in their upbringing or you know something should happen to them so because everything is connected so if you want to stop something here, you should stop it from the beginning. And when you go further, it becomes wider. So you have to change millions of things. For example, if we wanted to stop Saddam Hussein invading Iran, you say well, this is one simple thing. But if we wanted to avoid Saddam Hussein's decision, we should have, we should have, you know, avoided millions of things that led to that point. But in the same family of the Thomas and my have brothers and sisters who don't have the same yeah. scenario. Yeah. So that means that if we want to remove Saddam Hussein, still the parents are there and the other family is there. No, but what led to Saddam Hussein leads to Saddam Hussein, doesn't lead to someone else. Okay? You cannot have the same person, the same mentality, the same condition, but making another decision. So if you want to change the decision, then you have to change the whole thing. And if you want to change the whole thing, then it's connected with many other things. Yes? In that case, what's the, how would we explain Dua? And the ijbar. For example, if everything is connected and these things has to happen, then how can we distinguish from ijbar or uh, how will the dua be effective? 
Okay, so there are many factors that lead to some conclusion or result. Without dua, you have say hundred factors, and their overall, you know, interaction leads to this conclusion. When you bring dua, you bring a new factor, and this factor can change the balance. But you have to bring a new factor to change. change. You cannot do nothing and ask for change. You understand? So we don't say that everything is fixed. No, we have free will. We can do dua, we can do sadaqah, all. But what we want to say, it's all within a system. There is nothing by chance. If in the same condition you make dua, the result can be different. If you don't make dua, the result can remain the same. And this is something that if you learn, you can benefit in other cases. Because there is nothing by chance. Everything is measured. Just you need to learn the mechanism, how things work. But if things were not related to each other, if they were isolated, if things were happening by accident, then you could not generalize, you could not come with general patterns. Yes, one, two. I don't know who was first. I think I was. Uh, in terms of having the factors, and introducing new factors, how does that link with the concept of predestination? As in, um, is the predestination changed then, or is it has it always been that predestination and that factor that was going to be? Predestination in what sense? In sense of jabr? Yeah. We don't have jabr. La jabra wa la tafriz. We have free will. We have free will, and free will is uh, very influential. Yes. Uh, we have uh, cases of miracles, or for example, when Imam Ali returned the sun. Is this a, a case of miraculous power where this was uh, the power of the agent being involved? Yeah, so even in the case of miracle, we have a new factor, a new force getting into this and changing the balance. But even this has a system. But it must come from a higher level. Yeah. That's yeah. why the person is involved. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in connection to the existence of a person and his destiny, uh, how do we connect this to the uh, story of Khabar and that boy? <coughs> what, what's the problem? I mean, I mean uh, how do we connect it? Because now Khabar uh, That was not Qaza, that was Taqdir. So if that boy was going to continue, it would have led to that conclusion. Now he is not going to continue, so that conclusion doesn't happen. It's like, for example, if you are not careful about your health, your life becomes shorter. If you are careful, your life can become longer. Okay? But when your fixed agile comes, even if you are very careful about your health, you will die. 
Okay, so there is a space in which our actions can have, you know, influence, and there are things that are out of our control. No matter how careful you are, you would die. Yes. Okay, you have a question. Isn't this the similar theory which we had listened to today that everything is connected to good and bad, whatever we do or happens, it happens because it's connected to God? It's connected to God, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our voluntary actions have given us freedom. So he doesn't force everything from top to the bottom. There is a system, but in this system, you can have some space for exercising your free will. You cannot, for example, decide when to be born, where to be born, who would be your parents, what would be your gender, what do you, you know, look like. These are not things that you can change. But anything that is about your felicity, anything about your iman, about your taqwa, about your virtues, you are able to decide. Okay? You are able to decide. So, Ayatollah Mutahari says, after a careful consideration, we realize that between any two incidents that you choose, there is wujub or darurat bil qiyas. Because they are finally going back to the same coast and become ma'lulay illatin wahida. Then he lists some principles that underlie this point. First, we have a general principle of cause and effect. Okay? Everything is created through cause and effect. You don't have any effect without cause. Secondly, or the second principle is necessity that comes to ma'lul from illah. Yeah? It's not that illah, we had it in philosophy also. In, it's not that illah is there and mumkin is still possible to come or not to come. Even awlawiyah, you remember we said even awlawiyah is not acceptable. Preference. It has to be necessity. The third thing is that between illa and ma'lul, there must be some kind of conformities. You know, some kind of they should match. It's not that anything can be illa for anything. Yeah? Illa and ma'lul that must somehow match each other. What do you want? If you want knowledge. The illa for knowledge has to suit knowledge. You cannot, you know, for example, just play and then say, I want knowledge. Yeah? If you want apple, you should have apple tree. You cannot have orange tree and expect apple. There must be senkhiya between illa and ma'lul. The fourth principle is 
that the whole world finally goes back to cause after causes, one cause. So, if you accept all these four principles, the result would be that all the incidents in this world would be connected to each other. The next issue and the last issue for today is Divine laws. What is translated in the book? Divine way, basically. Divine way. Divine way. Divine way. Divine way. Divine way. Divine way. Divine in Greek, you know, they say nomos. Nomos means law. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains in the Quran something that Ayatollah Mutahari says is very similar to the idea of philosophers, but in a more clear and uh, precise way. And that is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has some laws, and these laws never change. For example, in Surah Ahzab, verse 62, and Surah Fath, verse 23, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about finding no alteration or change in his sunnah, in his law. Or for example, in Surah Fatir, verse 43, The laws of Allah in this world would not change or, you know, one gets cancelled or another, you know, replace it. These are universal laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does tahwil mean? means like transform, transformation. So there is no change, transformation, alteration in this. For example, one of the general laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for running this world is inna Allah la yughayyiru ma biqawmin hatta yughayyiru ma bi'anfusahim this is one of the laws of history Allah would never change people's affairs people's condition unless they change themselves. So you cannot dream of having a very good society without doing anything. Just say, you know, Allah, please improve our condition. Allahumma aslih kulla fasada min umuril muslimin. Okay, this is very good dua, but provided that you also do something. You have to use yourself also do. 
or we have a similar ayah which is not here. Allah would not take ni'mah that has given to some people unless they change themselves. Here, there is a very scholarly discussion. Some ulama say, like Ayatollah Mutahari, that the conditions of people would not change without them changing. Some say the conditions would not change to worse if they don't change. Because if Allah gives blessings, he would not take away unless you change. But it's possible that Allah takes the initiative of giving you blessing. Do you understand? So, for example, if you go back to Mecca, okay, 10 years, 20 years before the Be'asa. We had just Be'asa yesterday. So if you go 10 years, 5 years before Be'asa, what change those people did to themselves that qualified them to receive this change? Nothing. So, this is why some ulama say it's perhaps more accurate to say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not take away the blessings unless you change. But he may take the initiative of giving you blessing to test you, even if you don't deserve it. When it comes to you, you should work for it. You shouldn't you know, wait for miracles to happen. But it's possible in the course of history, Allah may have blessed many nations just to test them. Without them necessarily deserving that. Do you understand? Especially that ayah that I recited, it's very clear that it is about taking away ni'mah. If someone can find this ayah, uh, what's the reference? which is very clear that it is about people that Allah has given them ni'mah. Allah says he is not going to take the, the ni'mah from people unless they change. Okay? And we have this also in different forms in the Quran. For example, مَنْ يَرْتَدَّ مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِ فَسَوْفَ يَعْتِلْ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمٍ يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّهُمْ there is no guarantee that situation always remains for you the same. If you don't appreciate, you would lose. Okay? 
Yes. That's, we have some people in different parts of the world. They are creating so many problems. And when they've been asked, and they call themselves free as well, they know, why are you doing this? He said that, fill up the world with bad things, so that's why Imam Zaman is going to come. So <laughs> they're waiting for the same reward as well, like the old Arab they were doing. I don't think we have many people like this. But no, very few, but still there are some. Few, yeah. So this is misconception. Uh, I think the reason for not having Imam Mahdi Sharif is not because there is no enough Zul. Uh, there is no enough support. Otherwise, Zul has always been more than enough. Even the Quran says, ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت أيد الناس. Even at that time, Zul was there. What we need is more preparation on the side of Haq. Not on the side of Batr. Okay, so these laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for running the world show that there is a system. And this system is very regular, very organized. Nothing happens by chance, by accident. If you want success, there are ways, techniques for that. If you want dignity and honor for yourself, for your nation, your community, if you want good tarbiyah for your children, if you want good, I don't know, rest, you have to learn the way this world works and follow the norms. Of course, because there are so many factors which are out of our control. You cannot be 100% sure that you are going to be successful. You have to put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to ask Him for help. You have to do all, all these things. But you cannot avoid the norms. There is no such norm in the world that you don't do anything and just you do dua. You don't have such a thing. But on the other hand, you cannot just rely on yourself and say, I don't do dua because I have studied enough. I make dua only those days that I haven't studied. <laughs> this is also wrong. You need to master worldly techniques for success. At the same time, have spiritual tools unfortunately many times either we go only to dunya mm. and follow worldly procedures or we only think by dua and ziyara and tabassal we can solve everything you have to have both and then you will be successful when it comes to planning, collecting, for example, we want to make our community rich and successful. 
when it comes to collecting data, to planning, consultation, we have to be better than people who don't believe in Akhirah. We have to do the best of studies and planning. But on top of that, not instead of that, on top of that, we do du'a, tabassul, tabakul, tafbizul amr ilallah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then I'm sure you will be successful. But if you say, no, we don't need to plan, we don't need, you know, to collect, for example, data, we don't need to consult, we don't need, you know, to, uh, for example, coordinate our affairs so you may succeed you may not succeed if you don't succeed don't blame yourself if you succeed it was just Allah's mercy but he would not you know make you always succeed so that you get lesson once twice three times he may help you but he wants you to learn the system yes so how would we distinguish between is ilm huzuri that sometimes like for example ilm al-abdini to hazrat khizr or we hear this statement from imam zainul abdin ya amati anta alimu tafayri muallima so this knowledge where is this knowledge coming from then no they have knowledge but that is not something which is the norm for us we cannot say okay we don't need a school and university and hose we want to become alima ghayra mu'allima. This doesn't work. Even, I'm sure Lady Zainab also had teachers. Yeah? She had her mother, her father, her brothers to teach her. So, even if you want al-miladunni, you have to use conventional methods. Yeah? So, we should know that there is a way for success that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has designed. You cannot bypass it. You cannot ignore it. Everything has its own procedure. You have to go through the procedure. But if you are clever, you follow the normal procedure, plus you make yourself closer to the one who has designed this procedure. <laughs> so that you get extra help. Yeah? Not that, you know, you avoid his system and make people think that this system is chaotic. No, you should respect the system and follow the system but also make yourself closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and use other powers and forces that are in this world. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to understand Him and His wise plan for creation and guidance better, inshallah. And we ask Him to help us to better adapt ourselves to His plan for us. For every person, Allah has a special plan in addition to his plan for humanity. And we need to, inshallah, work hard so that the plan that Allah has for each of us materializes, inshallah.
Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alam.